0: Have you been thinking it's time to rebuild yourself? We've all been through hard times, but what matters in the end isn't what you've been through, but how you move through it. People don't realize how important healing actually is. To start to really heal on your journey, I have created a nine-week online course designed to help people who want to take that first step into healing their wounds. It helps you to see where your wounds are in order to stop them from continuing to influence your life. This is your chance to begin learning the important life skills to lead a healthier, happier life. So sign up today on my website. All the links are below. And you guys, this is so, so important. So please take advantage of this opportunity and you can do it at your own pace and you have it available to you for six months. Hey, you guys, welcome back. Thanks for joining me for another video. This week, I wanna talk about anxiety and I wanna give you some tips to help calm yourself when you are having an anxiety attack, no matter Where it is, whether it's in the middle of the night and you wake up with anxiety, whether it's first thing in the morning and you wake up with anxiety, whether it's during the day or you're out with friends or whatever it is, these are the things that you can do in real time, things that you can do if you're alone, things that you can do to kind of like almost even like prevent the anxiety because what we're trying to really do is two things. We're trying to figure out what's the stories that's causing the anxiety. Some people really don't know. And not just like, the cover story. We want to get to like what's underneath the story, like what's the root of this story that your mind's creating that's causing all of the anxiety, panic, etc. Now, before we do get into this video and get into these tips, if you haven't already subscribed, I urge you to subscribe to this community. We would love to have you. This is a great opportunity for you to really work on healing, overcoming. I mean, just even mental health maintenance, (laughs) I think, will definitely benefit anyone no matter what it is that you're going through. So please subscribe, we'd love to have you. So let's get into this week's video. So, and I have some notes here because I was kind of like thinking like, okay, when I've ever had anxiety, what are the things that I do in real time? What are the things that have helped me during like nervous points? What are things that I also do that kind of like prevent this nervous system from getting kind of sensitized? And these were really the things that have worked for me that I definitely see a huge benefit when I'm doing them or have helped me in when, when I'm knee deep in some stuff and I got to get through it, right? Because it's, so easy sometimes for the mind to take over. And it's you know easy to just let it kind of take you down a rabbit hole. And so the point of learning this is to obviously prevent yourself from going down the rabbit hole, but even if you do kind of fall into it, no matter even if you do this stuff for a living, or even if you're working on yourself so much, or even if you haven't had anxiety in like 10 years, and all of a sudden now you're starting to feel anxious, no one cares. The only thing we care about is learning how to manage it And not just manage it, but like do the things where it actually will stop it from coming back. So we don't want to just put band-aids on things. We want to learn how to make that go away, make that anxiety go away. Now, if you have suffered from anxiety, you know, throughout your whole life and you were labeled kind of like a nervous Nelly or you always had nervous belly growing up and like those types of things, you could be a little sensitive. You could be a little empathic. You could just be wired and more prone to having things like anxiety and, and, you know, bits and pieces of depression. And that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. That's just kind of like how you're built. That's also probably indicative of some of the wounds that you still carry around with you. And all of that is fine too. We can learn how to heal and overcome. So this channel is all about healing and overcoming and working on yourself and taking full responsibility for yourself, right? So let's get into these things. One of the first things, it's the simplest one. You've heard it before, but I'm gonna put it on because quite frankly, I do it too. You have to move your body. Like you have to... Exercise, go for a walk, go for a run, go outside, play with the dog. Like You have to physically move your body. If you do not physically move your your body, you are definitely... I don't even care what your makeup is or are you sensitive and are you an empath or whatever. You are going to be more prone to stress, anxiety, and depression. That's just it. Now, especially if you are a little sensitive and think, and even if you're not too sensitive, I think this can really happen to just anyone, especially if you're, again, you're not moving your body, that things like seasonal depression happen, you know, we're I'm in um, the US and I'm on the East coast. And right now we are in the dead of winter where, you know, every day the sun barely comes out, it's really cold. Uh, so it doesn't really give us a lot of vitamin D. It doesn't really give us those like happy endorphins. And we really have to like find ways to like cultivate those happy happy endorphins, and exercise is really a big thing. And I know, me personally, I can feel when I need to move my body. I just get very jittery, or I can just feel the energy, sometimes even nervous energy, that like needs to come out. So physical exercise is absolutely huge for not just your physical body, but also your mental health. Now, if it's the middle of the night, and you're waking up, and you're knee-deep in an anxiety attack, or you're feeling very nervous, and the heart is racing, one thing that I do, and I can do this anywhere. I can do it if I'm in the car, I can do it if I'm with friends, like I can do it while I'm laying in bed. It doesn't really matter. I always put my left hand over my heart. So it's almost like you're kind of giving yourself like a little hug, you know, And, and depending on how fast it's beating, I'll put two and I'll just kind of like just put a little bit of pressure on it. Nothing too crazy, but just doing that immediately kind of like cocoons the heart, right? It's almost like swaddling yourself in a way. So you just immediately start putting um, just a little bit of pressure on it and just make it feel kind of warm and cozy. You can also use a heating pad and put the heating pad on your chest and it just kind of like warms you up a little bit and it starts to like calm the heart down a little bit because you're at least acknowledging that it's beating, but you're doing something to help soothe yourself versus oh my God, my heart's racing, oh my God, what if I'm having a heart attack, oh my God, and you just kind of like spiral. So that's what we don't wanna do. So the only way to avoid that is to understand what's going on, okay, I'm having anxiety, and not fear it. I think when we start to fear that we're having anxiety, why am I having this, what's going on? And then we start getting caught up in the mind, which is basically the story, and not the simple fact that my body's just giving some sensations that yes can be very uncomfortable but you're not going to die from them and that my body's reacting from this story and first i need to calm the body down first i need to soothe myself then i can figure out what the problem is so it's kind of like dealing with a child if you're dealing with a three-year-old you're not going to be able to say hey just don't cry right now so we can talk this out that's really not going to happen because now the child is too emotional, the child is like fully in his or her feelings and in this experiencing what it is that they're feeling and there's no way to kind of just like quickly stop that from happening. So the first thing that any parent does or adult does is they soothe the child. So the minute you can learn how to soothe yourself, which a lot of these things are about self-soothing because that's what we have to start doing first before we can figure out what's the problem and helping us kind of like talk ourselves off the ledge. Like we're not going to be able to talk ourselves off the ledge if something that we're thinking feels really real, even though there is a part of us that knows that it's not real and it's not logical and it doesn't make sense. But we really believe, you've heard before, that there is a tiger entering the room or we really feel that there's like this impending doom. And so we don't need to right off the bat quickly figure out what's the story? We first have to calm the nervous system down. And the only way you can calm the nervous system down is to not react to the story. And the only way to not react to the story is to detach from it. So this is why the self-parenting analogy works so well is because it allows you to understand that this human body that you're in, you have two sides. You have your adult self and then you have your, your inner child or your ego or whatever you like to use. But that's the part of you that's experiencing the anxiety. That's that three-year-old that thinks this is real. And, you know, of course we have that other part that knows it's not. And so we're trying to become more of this adult self versus always sitting in this childlike self, reacting to everything that's going on because that's not helping us. So now if it's the middle of the night, again, hand on the heart. If it's the middle of the night and there's like nervous energy, I personally have just gotten out of bed. It doesn't matter what time it is. I don't try to, and everyone has different, approaches to this and you do whatever you feel comfortable doing. But for me personally, if I'm either having insomnia and there's no anxiety and I just can't go to bed, or if it is anxiety or some nervousness that is kind of waking me up in the middle of the night, I get out of bed. I don't try to put myself back to sleep because I know that it's just going to put more pressure on myself. And if I'm not falling back to sleep right away, then it can just spiral for me personally. So I immediately get out of bed and I go in the living room, I turn the TV on or I start reading a little book or I'll do a meditation, depends on, you know, how I feel and what I need. And so you can obviously ask yourself like, what do you need right now? And I always give myself what I need. So I might go make a chamomile, I might sit down, try to watch some TV. It depends on what's going on and really how I feel. Um, If I am listening to a meditation, usually I would say nine times out of 10, 99% of the time, it is going to, I'm going to fall asleep. So it's just a matter of doing something that kind of like re-exhausts myself a little so I can pass out. If I'm listening to a meditation, then the beautiful thing about listening to a guided meditation is that you're essentially practicing mindfulness and you're practicing Letting the story go, letting the anxiety go, and just focusing on what it is that you're listening to, which is the meditation. So it's a really great practice. And that's why I actually love guided meditations. And I don't really ever listen to water or me just trying to meditate on my own. I love, I think it's like a two in one for me. I'm feeding my mind um, with some good affirmations, some good stuff, and it's allowing me to practice not listening to this and listening to someone else and just like practicing how to stay present and focus on that. So highly recommend. And here's the other thing too with waking up in the middle of the night with anxiety. For me, I know that in the past, one of the stories was, oh my God, I'm going to be so exhausted and the next day. Oh my God, I'm never going to, for the rest of my life, you know, I'm always going to wake up in the middle of the night. And when you have like a consistent insomnia or something happening where you are waking up often, whether you're stressed or you have a lot going on or you are anxious about something or whatever it is, it's easy to feel, you know, this woe is me and get caught up in this is going to be forever. And I think you have to kind of like check yourself again it comes back to the parent and the child. So are you going to experience this forever? No, That I mean, it, logically, no, that's not going to happen, but it feels real because you're, you're sitting in that three-year-old space where you're just being very, very emotional. So if you are knee deep in anxiety and you know, yes, this is going to exhaust me if I have to, you know, be up in three hours and go to work and I have a long day and all those things, We have to accept that, yep, today I'm going to be exhausted and that this is the day that this happens. So if you accept it, you don't put so much resistance to it, and then you can kind of like flow more in it easily and you don't suffer as much, essentially. Another thing that I strongly recommend is finding something, a supplement, an herb, a tea, something that's healthy that can really calm your nervous system. Like I am very big on learning, what are the things that we're kind of lacking? What are the natural things that just can calm the nervous system down a little bit so you're able to deal with the problem, right? It's almost like distracting the child with like a lollipop just to get the child away from the the strong emotions that he or she is feeling because you're not going to be able to talk to, you know, a five-year-old or a four-year-old if. They're just too in their heads or too in their emotions. And so just being able to like break that cycle a little bit and give that, give a little space, um, will kind of allow you to like, okay, let me handle this better. Doesn't mean that it's, you know, something that you're going to do all the time, but it will calm your nervous system. So for, for me, um, I love chamomile tea and it definitely took me a little while to be able to like even have a tolerance for it because I was so used to drinking black tea or, Um, I haven't really always been a huge coffee drinker, but I've definitely had coffee in my life. I'm a mother, so it's happened. But I'm highly sensitive, so I have a lot of decaf coffee. I don't really ever have regular coffee, ever, 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 because my body just can't handle it. I get too jittery, um, I get too wired, whereas you know, I have friends and my mom that can drink like five coffees a day and they can still go to bed at eight o'clock. That's not me. So for me, chamomile, I can instantly feel the heart palpitations calming down. I can feel the nervous system slowing down. Uh, Magnesium. Most people in the world are deficient in magnesium. There's not a lot of foods that are high in magnesium. And even if you do consume those foods, do you eat them enough to be able to even give yourself a quarter of what it is that you need a day in magnesium. And I personally don't believe a multivitamin is going to be able to do that for you. So magnesium is a huge, huge supplement that you should be taking if you know that you have a sensitive nervous system, even going to like a natural food store and just saying, Hey, look, I need something that just kind of like calms me down a little bit. It's almost like having that glass of wine that just like chills you out for a minute. Um, I highly recommend doing that or just learning the things that like, you enjoy consuming that do calm you down and learning about the things that you consume that are actually making the situation worse. So for me, if I don't eat small meals throughout the day, like I don't really just eat three meals a day, I have to, I'm a graze eater, so I can feel my blood sugar kind of dropping and feel my energy getting a little lowered. And when that tends to happen, I'm more prone, especially during certain times of the month. Ladies, I know you know what I'm talking about. Um, then I'm gonna be more prone to feeling a little anxious, feeling a little nervous, feeling a little overwhelmed. So it's all about self care. In the past, I have done things like acupuncture. I highly recommend acupuncture. It has helped tremendously, but it is something that you have to do consistently in order for it to work. It's not like, okay, I can just do it once a month and that'll kind of cover me for the month. It is something that you have to like continuously do, but it 100% works. To manage stress, anxiety, insomnia, um, gynecological issues, um, fertility—I mean, the list goes pain management. The list goes on and on. So, if you've never done it and you've ever wanted to try it, highly recommend. Something else that I've started doing this year is EFT tapping. So, this is where we're kind of like tapping like the pressure points, um, and we're doing you know our affirmations, and we're repeating certain things throughout the process. So if you've ever seen the videos or anything like that, again, highly recommend it kind of like ties into the whole acupuncture thing, obviously, because you're stimulating these pressure points without putting the needles in you. And I am very sensitive. Who enjoys needles? They don't hurt. Um, I'm the first to say, no, I'm not going to do that because I don't want needles or any of those things, but they don't hurt whatsoever. And I actually get the really, really thin needles because I am so sensitive. And there are certain pressure points that For me, I don't enjoy, I can feel it in my body. I just don't like it. And for me, one of them is the ears. It's just, it's too, my ears get really red, they get really hot. So over time, you just will learn what works best for you. What do you like? What do you don't like? Regardless of what that pressure point is supposed to do for you, it doesn't matter. It doesn't feel good, take it out. So you kind of like learn your own little cocktail uh, that works for you and you do it consistently. Whereas EFT, is really just your fingers and you using these pressure points to, I'm actually doing it like all backwards. (laughs) It starts here, then here, then here, um, then here, then here, then here, then armpits or under the armpit a little bit and then the top of the head. So watch videos on it, learn about it. It's amazing. actually has really helped calm me down when before bed, if I just need like to chill and go to sleep. So it's helped look into it. The last thing that I wanna go over is, these are more like, and you can be doing these all the time. So I do EFT regardless of feeling nervous or anxious or anything like that. I'm always doing it. It's a form of acupuncture. So if I can't go to acupuncture, I try to get some EFT in throughout the day or throughout the week because it's really good for you. But anyways, the, these are more of like things that we can do to calm the nervous system. And some of them are preventative and some of them you can do in the moment. One of the big things that I do want to talk about is understanding the stories and having more control over the mind or having more control. I don't even like to say having control over the mind, but having more control over the this child. So when the child is too emotional, completely illogical, you know, making up stories like the boogeyman actually exists and it doesn't, right? Then, and and the child is really taking over your life, then you're going to suffer because a child is not equipped to be able to manage itself throughout life. And we all have a child and your job actually is to take care of this child. And so if the child feels good, you feel good. That's just the way this actually works. That's mental health. So What we're learning, what we're trying to practice doing is being more of the mentor, the parent, the coach, the therapist to the child and actually helping the child versus shaming the child, making the child feel worse, allowing the child to just feed these stories constantly that continuously just put us back into these rabbit holes. That's what we don't want to do. And this is where we practice taking more responsibility for this child versus feeding it. Um, you know, we're letting it go down these rabbit holes and you know, here's the thing, not every day are you going to wake up and be superman or superwoman and do all of this right. There are going to be some days where you rely solely on watching YouTube or watching a coach or watching my videos, or you're going to call the therapist, or you're going to call your best friend, or you're going to need someone to help you because you're, you're forgetting like that's called being human and that's okay. We just want to be able to learn that, If no one does answer the phone, if it is three in the morning, how can I help myself in these little day-to-day things that I may be scared of, or nervous to do, or fearful of, or stressed out about? How can I help myself throughout the entire day? Because the way your day goes, and break life into very small moments, life is just right now, right now. So if you're, you know, you have to go in your car and drive, you know, 20 minutes to a store, and that makes you anxious, then, all we're focusing on is like all these little moments we're focusing on just getting in the uber and going to the date we're focusing on just you know ordering furniture for the new apartment like we're just living in these small little moments so if we live in these small little moments and as the child starts to feel nervous worried anxious whatever if you deal with how the child feels in real time as he or she is feeling something anxiety doesn't really happen. doesn't mean you're not gonna be nervous, stressed, worried, you know, things like that, but full-blown anxiety attack, full-blown panic attacks will not happen because they won't grow to get to actually that point. So I always recommend take my self-parenting course. I'll link it down below. I link it under all of my videos. It's a great course that will teach you how to do this process. So I hope this has kind of helped you and I hope it gave you some tips on anxiety and kind of easing and calming your nervous system down. If you are in the knee deep of anxiety or panic um, and obviously doing some preventative things as well, just take better care of yourself. And I hope I also gave you uh, some great tools to start working on to kind of like get yourself out of that rabbit hole because it's easy to just fall back down into it. Hope you guys enjoyed this video. I'll see you in the next video and don't forget to subscribe.